Everyone, for the last couple of weeks now, what a privilege it's been to listen to these various um, incredible gospel accounts from the Gospel of John. And it's a privilege because we only have it every, every third year. And so these have really been um, enjoyable readings to pray with and to reflect on and to hear. You know, when the church um, selected these readings, uh, so two weeks ago, right, the Samaritan woman at the well, last week, the healing of the man born blind, and then today, the incredible raising of Jesus' friend, Lazarus. When the church selected these readings, it might seem kind of random, or it might even seem like the greatest hits of Jesus from the Gospel of John. But it's more than that. And there's actually a great intentionality, and you could even say a progression as to what we read two weeks ago, what we read last week, and now what we heard here on this fifth Sunday of Lent. So two weeks ago, the Samaritan woman, let's look at this progression. Two weeks ago, the Samaritan woman was at the well, and what does Jesus present himself as? The living water, the one who alone can quench her thirst, right? That Jesus is the living water that she thirsts for, that she's looking for. Last week, this man who spent his entire life in blindness, how is he healed? By Jesus, who is the light of the world. Jesus, who enlightens every mind and every set of eyes. Jesus as the light of the world. And now today, the raising of Jesus' friend Lazarus. How does Jesus present himself, show himself, reveal himself as the resurrection and the life? The living water, the light of the world, and the resurrection and the life. But I mentioned that there's a kind of intentional progression from this thirst to blindness and now death. These in many ways, everyone, uh, there's a spiritual metaphor going on here that the church and, and certainly our Lord wants us to catch. What thirst and blindness and death all have in common is that there is nothing in this world that can solve those realities of the human heart. There is nothing in this world that can satisfy the thirst and hunger the human heart has. Nothing in this world other than Jesus, other than the Lord, other than Him. Blindness. There is nothing in this world that can heal blindness. There is nothing in this world that can heal uh, what our eyes want. There is nothing in this world that can satisfy the longing of, of sight in a full and complete way that Jesus can. And of course, death. There is nothing that science can do, that medicine can do, that anyone can do, that can somehow stop death, right? Whether one dies prematurely or whether one dies at a ripe old age, there's nothing that this world can do to stop death from happening. So these readings are meant to be read, certainly literally, but also we're always looking for the spiritual meaning, the spiritual depth, the spiritual teaching 
that Jesus offers to us. And so what does thirst and blindness and death all have in common? In addition to Jesus being the one to address those realities, is that there are also metaphors for our spiritual life and our spiritual dysfunction because of sin, our spiritual dysfunction because of original sin. Right? We're all thirsting. And we looked for different places for that thirst to be quenched and they don't satisfy. But Jesus does. Right? We're all blind in our sinfulness. We're all blind in a spiritual way, somehow, some way. Right? Sin darkens the intellect. Sin makes things, like I mentioned last week, foggy. But what does Jesus do? He brings light. And then finally, one way or another, <laughs> you could say we're all spiritually dead somehow, some way. Right? And I think sometimes when we talk about being spiritually dead, the first thing we think about is family members who are spiritually dead, friends who are spiritually dead, co-workers who are spiritually dead. But let's pause for a moment and look at our own lives, our own lives, that there's some spiritual death in us. But what brings us out of spiritual death is Jesus, the resurrection and the life. What brings us out of this tomb is the one who stands in front of the tomb that says, come out, untie him, roll away the stone. This isn't just Lazarus. This is all of us. And so whatever spiritual death looks like, looks like for us, whatever that looks like in our own lives, it could be an addiction. It could be an unhealthy relationship. It could be being crippled by fear and anxiety and doubt. Um, it could be friendships with family, relationships with family um, that have gone astray. Whatever spiritual death looks like for us, there's a stone there that Jesus says, get that stone out of here and come out, come out of this place of darkness, come out of the tomb and untie the sin that binds you. That's what Jesus offers us. That's what the resurrection and the life offers us. And so in these days, as we continue our, our quarantine, so to speak. I mentioned to the grade school kids here a couple days ago that our word quarantine that we use uh, very often these days actually comes from the uh, Italian word for Lent, meaning 40 days. And so there's always been a kind of connection between what we're doing here in our quarantine and these days of Lent. Um, I don't know if you could say it's fitting but it's certainly, uh, a, there's a connection there. Let's just say that. Um, so let me offer you one practical thing. One practical thing that I think we're eventually gonna look back um, on these days of, of Lent of 2020. Certainly not to downplay those who are sick, those who are really 
ill from this terrible virus, this terrible disease, uh, family members who have to um, suffer that as well, people who suffer loss of work, loss of uh, financial um, prosperity, all those things are, are real. But for the majority of people, we're going to look back at these days with a certain, do you remember Lent of 2020? And are we going to look back and see it as a time where we took advantage of maybe having a bit more time, a bit more quarantine, where we could really grow spiritually, where we could really respond to this spiritual death that so many of us find ourselves in because of, of sin. And one of the most practical things you can do at your home today is, is take your Bibles, right? We have extra time. It's extra quiet around, for, for some, for most maybe. Um, so maybe we could take out our Bibles and might I suggest, um, go to John 11, reread this gospel narrative of the raising of Lazarus to new life. John 11, verses one to about 40. And if you like that, read another gospel. Read all of Matthew, beginning to end. It doesn't take as long as you might think. If you want something a bit shorter, Mark's only 16 chapters. Mark chapters one through 16. And really familiarize ourselves with the Word of God. The reason I suggest that is we don't have to go to the Barnes and Noble to buy it. We don't gotta to go to Amazon. Most of us have a Bible somewhere in our home that we can just pick up and read. And so let's continue to remember that this thirst and this blindness and this death is a spiritual metaphor of our spiritual lives. And the only one who has an answer to any of those realities is Jesus. May these days continue to be a time where we ultimately find a way and give ourselves time and space